welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that always covers the spread. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who's terrible at betting horses. Oh yeah, that's me, Ryan Newman. I always lose. <laughs> and by the other brother, who loves himself a three-team teaser. Yeah, I could take that. That's Trey Newman. All right, so this is our 2018 season betting preview episode. We're going to all give you our favorite bet from each conference. Then we'll talk about our favorite Heisman bets, playoff bets. And finally, since this is the last preview episode of the offseason, we'll give our official picks to make the playoff and to win it all. But before we get into that, we've created a Pick'em League on Yahoo. Uh, it's against the spread. It's going to be about 20 games a week, the best 20 games. Uh, so everyone's free to join that. The winner gets a College Football Bros t-shirt, a digital fourth bro award to be delivered via Twitter or email, <laughs> and most importantly, a personalized message from Beth Moens congratulating you on your victory. That's the cherry on top right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's very thoughtful of her as well. That Big yeah. time. That is uh, worth a lot of money. Yeah. We promise it's not our cousin Nate impersonating Beth Moens. No, it's, it's really Beth. It's really Beth. Okay. Hey, Michael, is this, or did we already have it, our 50th podcast? I just, just hit me right now. Like, we were close, I know. This is 53. Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really celebrate the 50th. No. Okay. Wow. I'm way off a little. All right. We'll celebrate in, in 16 more episodes. We'll have a big celebration. Oh, no. For you. Yeah. It'll be your big episode. <laughs> All right. So here's how you join the, uh, the Yahoo College Football Pick'em League. The group ID is 6998. Nice. Yep. And the password is podcast. So go ahead and, and on Twitter, we'll, we'll post the link to that. And you can also find that information on collegefootballbros.com. But guys, before we get into the betting picks... We have to start with Urban Meyer. Who? We're recording this less than an hour after it came out that his punishment is a three-game suspension, so he's going to miss Oregon State, Rutgers, and TCU, but he will be back with the team on September 2nd. He'll be able to coach them in practice, but he just can't be there for, for those three game days. The athletic director, Gene Smith, is suspended from August 31st to September 16th, and apparently the punishment centers on Urban Meyer and Gene Smith not informing the compliance department about Zach Smith allegations. However, the school concluded that they were waiting for law enforcement to determine if a crime was committed. So what do you guys think about all this? Yeah, this whole thing is uh, just a lot of drama. I was just sitting there watching the press conference and the whole time my, my mouth was just jaw dropping. I just couldn't believe you know, <laughs> what was actually happening here. But yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. So uh, the lead investigator... Um, she was she was saying that they concluded that Urban Meyer did not deliberately lie at the Big Ten media days. Now, that seems like a stretch. I mean, I guess she put the word deliberate in there, but yeah. he lied. I mean, he lied. There's just no way around that. So, I mean, yeah, that's just I didn't really like that comment from her. Um, he was and, saying he was saying that there was nothing there at Big Ten Media Day, which yeah, it's just regardless of whether uh, Brett McMurphy's initial report was like completely accurate there was something there I yeah mean, it's yeah exactly come on now um but then the very next comment 
she had like five points. The next point was that Urban Meyer impressed them, the, the committee and the board. Um, he, Coach Meyer impressed them by his sincere commitment to women's core values and tries to instill that in his players. I was like, really? Like, <laughs> he knew about the 2009 and 2015 cases against Zach Smith and didn't report it properly, kept him on the staff, didn't tell Ohio State about the 2009 case when he was originally hired. Yeah, that seems like a big deal. I mean, so you're impressed by the way he's, you know, tries to instill that those values to his players? I, I Wow. <laughs> Whew. It's just crazy. And then three-game suspension. I mean, come on. It's just like a slap on the wrist. Like, either he crossed that line and didn't do what he was supposed to do, or he didn't. I, it's It should have been nothing, or a, he's probably fired. But three games is just a slap on the wrist just to try to appease the people that feel like something should happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. The, uh, the, the other thing I took away from the press conference was when a reporter asked, what's your message to Courtney Smith? Oh, yeah. And he... He said, his quote was, I have a message for everyone in this. I'm sorry we are in this situation. Yeah. So, he didn't really address, like, abuse victims. He didn't address Courtney Smith. I don't know what that comment was. I think he's and like, then, I think he probably holds it against Courtney Smith for bringing this whole thing up. I'm, I'm sure he does. Yeah, it's just like. And then he also, he also was saying, there was a, a question about the, the text message between Courtney Smith and Shelly Meyer and, you know, Urban's wife. And he said he was not aware of Shelly's text messages that detailed the abuse, which, okay, we probably cannot prove that. But I mean, that is very, very, very difficult to believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, I think it's very fair to be at least skeptical as to whether that's true. Like you said, we can't prove it, but. Come on. It come on. It's suspicious. And then my my other thing with the whole situation is, you know, I'm not going to say either way he should be fired or not. I'm just going to say that it's weird that because we all know that if this if he was an average coach, there probably wouldn't even be a question he would be fired. Like it wouldn't even be you wouldn't even think twice. Like it would just happen. Now, mm-hmm. not even, no no doubt. I get the politics around the why, but it's well, just... Well, even Jim Trestle was fired for what I feel like is a lesser situation than this. I mean, he just... Some players got some tattoos, like... Well, I saw a tweet that, uh, yeah, uh, Terrell Pryor got five games for getting tattoos. Yeah. You know, Urban Meyer gets three games for this. The tattoo thing, I honestly did not really care about. <laughs> like, that's like, so what? Big deal. It's that- yeah, I get it's an NCAA violation, so it's different, but it's still kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the three games, like you said, it's just, it's really just the first game against Oregon State, which they're a 40 point favorite. And then the next two games, he can't, so what? He can't coach on the day of the game, but he can do all the prep. He can do everything Sunday through Saturday morning, essentially. Yep. I feel like I, uh, I kind of agree with you, Trey, in that I'm not going to say whether he deserved to be fired or not or what the punishment deserved to be. It does seem light, but the, the troubling part is, is it just doesn't seem like Urban Meyer is taking much responsibility here. Mm -hmm. The reports were coming out that he didn't think he did anything wrong, and so he was really fighting back against a suspension. Um, He he said, I think, in in the uh, press conference, you know, I I didn't handle media day correctly. That's why we're here. That seems to be missing the point. That's not really why we're here. We're here because you kept Zach Smith on staff because you didn't 
exactly. report to your to the compliance department that Zach Smith was being investigated in 2015 by the police. So here's another quote from from Urban that he said today. Most of what I knew about Zach Smith was work related. If I knew more, I would have taken action much quicker. I mean, he knew about two instances of domestic violence yeah. allegations. Like, that's not work-related. So, I don't know. The whole thing, just kind of the quotes coming out of this press conference were not the greatest. Not at all. It didn't show a lack of remorse, or a, a, a much remorse, I should say. And, you know, this is a university. This is, a, like, a higher education place. Like, And he's the head coach, the public figure, the most public figure of that university. So I felt like he should just be held to a higher standard, and I don't think they're holding him up to that. Yeah, yeah, that's that might be fair. Um, all right, let's take off our, our journalist hats, guys, our big big J journo caps, and let's move on to some sports betting. That's a lot more fun, right? Legally, legally, yes. Well, in some states, in some states, I guess. Well, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start out with some conference bets. Uh, we'll go conference by conference. Ryan, why don't you start us off and give us your best bet? from the ACC. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Miami to win the ACC. Wow. Uh, you're getting plus 635 here, so you're getting pretty good value. But with all the turmoil that's gone on in Blacksburg this offseason, the Canes are the huge favorites to win the Coastal Division. So I think there's a high probability that they'll be in the championship game. And you know, if you, if you, go, if you bet the field against Clemson, you only get plus 165. So the plus 635 for Miami, who's probably going to come out of that Coastal Division, I feel like you get a good value there. I'm going to take a game bet, Florida State plus 10 versus Clemson. They host Clemson on October 27th, and I really think, I think Florida State's going to surprise people this year. They finished the year well last year, and they obviously have plenty of talent, and you know, if, if Jimbo's if Jimbo was the head coach, there'd probably be a little bit more hype around Florida State. But the fact that there was a, a new coach and new regime and Jimbo left, I think they're maybe being a little, uh, not written off, but a little, little undervalued. So I like uh, Taggart's Knowles to possibly pull the upset in Tallahassee in that game. Okay, my game, I'm going October 26th, which is the day before yours, Trey. It's a Friday, and it's Miami at Boston College. Um, I'm taking Boston College plus six and a half. I like this bet for for two reasons. Ryan, I'm not high on Miami. I don't like Malik Rozier. They were 20th uh, in Massey Peabody last year. Still good enough to win the division. Yeah, yeah, but I think they were. I think they were overrated last year. I think that's carrying over into this year. Um, and so I just, I really feel like Clemson's just gonna roll through that conference. Uh, but as far as this game, I, I just think Miami's overvalued and Boston College is a little bit undervalued. I love uh, AJ Dillon. The whole offensive line coming back. I'm just really high on BC. Uh, yeah, that, that'll be a fun game to watch on a Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to the Big 12. Trey, what's your best bet there? All right. My best bet is Texas to reach the Big 12 title game at plus 142. I'm not, I'm not high on the Big 12 this year. I think and Texas themselves, I think they're a year away from competing at a playoff caliber level and and Oklahoma is clearly the cl- class of the conference. TCU has some hope, but they've had some injuries and they got a lot of youth. West Virginia, they have the star power on offense, but the schedule and the defense is going to end their hopes in my opinion. So I like Texas to get to the championship for a potential OU Texas rematch. All right, at the beginning there you weren't really making me too confident in your Texas pick, but 
Uh, I could see that happening. I'm going Oklahoma running back Rodney Anderson over 1150.5 rushing yards this season. And that's a minus 145 favorite. Ooh, big favorite. I just think Oklahoma's going to run the ball a little bit more this year without Baker Mayfield, of course. The offensive line is still very good. Um, And then last year, Anderson ran for 1,161 yards. So he went over last year, and he really hardly played the first four games. So with a full season, I know they got Trey Sermon, but uh, Anderson's going to be the top dog. So I I feel safe with the over. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one, Mike. Um, I'm going to go with West Virginia wide receiver David Sills. His touchdown receiving total, it's set at 15 and a half, and I'm going to go under. Oh, I thought you were going to go over. I was, but I almost, no, I, no, no, what's no. funny, I almost picked this exact one, Ryan. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of touchdowns. I mean, you're getting minus 120 odds here. And it's, it's the same for the over and the under, but that's a lot. I mean, I know he had eight, 18 last year, but man, that's 16 TDs is a ton for a wide receiver. It is. Plus, I just think other teams are going to be focusing a little bit more on shutting him down. And wow, that, I just don't see him repeating that. That's 30, that would be 34 touchdowns in the span of two years. I'm not sure if that's ever been done at a receiving touchdown rate. So that's, I'm going under there. All right, let's move on to the Big Ten. I'll go first here, and I'm going Maryland over five wins at minus 140. Wow, you're huge on them this year. I know. We've talked about them a bunch, so you probably don't want to hear me go on a whole spiel about them again. But the short answer, Kasim Hill, Tyrell Pigram back at quarterback. If you judge Maryland last year by when they had those quarterbacks which was of course a very short time uh, <laughs> Texas. that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> what's that texas game yeah i know but uh <laughs> they really impressed me so i think with them back they're gonna be decent michael what's your opinion if they fired durkin it doesn't really affect it any i mean the situation has kind of already happened there's already that turmoil i'm assuming they're gonna fire durkin um you know, Matt Canada is coming in. Maybe that'll help the offense. I don't know. You could you could look at Matt Canada two different ways. But how many games did you say they're going to win again this year? Didn't you say eight before? Yeah, that was an alter eagle, alter ego that uh, I think okay co-hosted the episode for that one because I couldn't have said that. I would not have said eight. <laughs> That's crazy. They're in the Big Ten East, Ryan. You're crazy. Eight. <laughs> what the Pretty heck? Pretty sure you said it. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. All right, Ryan. Who who are you taking in the Big Ten? All right, Big Ten. Um, I like the over on Jonathan Taylor's rushing touchdowns. The line is 15 and a half, and I think he's going to get there. He only he had 13 last year, uh, but this year, I mean, he's the clear number one back for the, at the beginning of the year for the Badgers, and I think they're going to get him as many touchdowns as possible to help him kind of chase that Heisman candidacy. So I'm going over on 15 and a half. Okay, I'm going to go Trace McSorley under 25 and a half touchdown passes at plus 155. I'm a big James Franklin guy. I think Penn State's going to be solid, but I expect a, a slight step back from the offense this year. McSorley, he's he's benefited in the past from having Saquon Barkley, and he's obviously not going to have him this year. He's also looting, losing leading receiver Deshaun Hamilton, and then his go-to tight end Mike Jasicki. And then, not to mention, they they lose offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead. So, give me the under on McSorley's TD passes at plus money. Well, I, I like that one, Trey. Yeah, me too. I'm a little bit bearish on their offense. Yeah, but you're getting good odds there. Next conference is the Pac-12. Ryan, give me your, your lock for the Pac-12. Stone cold lock, baby. Here it is. All right, let's hear uh, it. I'm taking the over on Justin Herbert's touchdown passes. 
The line is set at 25 and a half and you're getting minus 120 odds. I think we're all high on Herbert and the Ducks this year and they don't exactly have a tough schedule. So they're going to be putting up a lot of points and a lot of games, which means a lot of touchdown passes from Herbert. So give me the over. Okay, Ryan, I'm actually going to stick with Oregon, but I'm just going to take their season win total. I'm going over eight and a half minus 140. Like you said, the schedule, that's that's a big reason. They're non-conference, their first three games, Bowling Green, Portland State, and San Jose State. Wow. Yeah, all in Autzen Stadium, too. All in Autzen Stadium. Just a ridiculously easy schedule. I can't remember which team it was, but I want to say that someone canceled on them, uh, a, a decent or good opponent. So Yeah, they usually always have a solid opponent, but so something must have happened. Yeah, exactly. So I should have researched who that was, but you can Google it yourselves, okay? All right, do the work for us, people. <laughs> um, they also get Stanford and UW at home. They avoid USC from the South. So everything works out really well for them schedule-wise. And then, like you say, Justin Herbert will get at least 25.5 touchdowns. That's right. <laughs> All right, so our, our Pac-12 betting preview has kind of turned into the Oregon show. So I've got Oregon plus seven versus <laughs> Washington on October 13th. Wow. So I I really like Washington to win the Pac-12, but I I think they're going to have at least one hiccup. And Herbert, he has a chance to end the season in New York, so a win against the Huskies would help get him there. So having the dogs come to Eugene, I think the dogs or sorry, I think the Ducks can quiet the dogs in Autzen. All right, let's move on to the SEC. Trey, who is uh who's your lock here? All right, I think we all know where this is going. Georgia. South <laughs> South Carolina plus nine versus Georgia. I mean that's it's really not fair to be able to bet a game that we already know what's gonna happen. Is that that's that's fair, that's fair. I'm just are gonna, the, do they even have betting on that available anymore in, in Vegas? It's off the board. You know, it, it I'm gonna say something that is gonna surprise a lot of folks, but this line has moved from as high as 14 points early in the offseason to now nine because of simply my touting on the College Football Bros podcast. Wow. Oh, the betters, wow. They've just wow. flocked to the windows. It, it's You can move a line. I, I, I have been known. but So now I'm going to take a ton of pie in the face if this one doesn't pan out because Georgia will probably win by 30 now. But yep. but no, I'm South Carolina plus nine against Georgia. Okay, I'm going to pick uh, a game here as well. Um I'm going to take LSU plus nine and a half at home against, you know who, Georgia. Um, <laughs> the game's being played on October 13th, so Joe Burrow will have a, a handful of games under his belt and should be more comfortable there at quarterback. And as we've stated before, I'm not super high on Georgia this year. I mean, they'll still be really good, but not quite as good. And, and the game's being played in Death Valley, so good home field advantage. So give me LSU plus nine and a half. All right, I'm taking Mississippi State plus 220 to make a New Year's Six Bowl. You love Moorhead. I do, I do. That's I mean, that's pretty much what this bet is, a bet on Joe Moorhead. Are you betting it just because of what he did at Fordham? I mean, that's pretty much, yeah. I mean, if he had Fordham's roster right now, I'd pick them to win the entire SEC. I just, <laughs> I just love what he did at Fordham so much. They were, they were that good. <laughs> uh, but no, I think he's going to end up being a great coach and... I think his offense will help Nick Fitzgerald take a step forward as a passer. I know there's some fair questions about that, but ton of production coming back on defense as well. Great defensive line. I think 10-2 and two is in play. We'll see if uh, Fitzgerald's 100% healthy too. 
That is another question mark, too. Yeah, I guess I'm assuming yeah. he is, but we'll have to wait and see. But let's get to the group of five. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the MAC. And I'm taking Northern Illinois to win the MAC plus 320. So I love the defense with Sutton Smith. They're set on that side of the ball. The offense is the bigger question mark, of course, but entire offensive line is back. Marcus Childers got his feet wet last year, played a decent amount of games. I think now as a sophomore, he's going to be improved. And the big thing is their biggest competition in the East, Toledo, lost Logan Woodside. So I think that division has uh, gotten a little bit easier. So I'm, I'm all over the Huskies. All right, Michael, I, I see you're Northern Illinois and I raise you in the MAC. Oh, Ohio? Ohio. Oh, boy. I see Ohio winning the MAC at plus 360. So this, this is one of Solich's best teams, uh, led by dual threat quarterback Nathan Rourke. He's in store to have a big year. They have running back AJ Olette returning as well as wide receiver Poppy White. <laughs> Poppy, nice name. Great name. So they have, they should have a pretty potent offense. The schedule also sets up nice for them as they get almost all their tough games at home. And their division, their side of the conference is slightly easier than the other side. So I like them to at least for sure get to Detroit for the title game. And I see them winning it. Yeah, the MAC is is wide open this year because yep. those the teams we just picked there, Trey, those are the two favorites, yet they're both, you know, over three to one. So yeah, um, but I do think it'll be those two teams in the in the MAC title. Hey, Maxon Maxon should be great this this year. Yeah, it should. Yeah. All right, I like those picks, guys. Um, I'm gonna go with Wyoming to win the Mountain Division of the Mountain West at plus eleven hundred. Wow, and that's the division with. Yeah, I know, I know. That's the division with Boise in it. Just in case you don't know, so crazy. But um, that's obviously why you get. Such great odds. Um, and I think, but I think it's a good bet because Wyoming gets Boise State in Laramie. Um, and it's both teams' first conference game. So it's going to be a huge one there. Also, Wyoming doesn't have to play San Diego State from the West Division while Boise does. So they get a little bit of a schedule break as compared to Boise. Um, and I'm high on the Cowboys this year. They got a ton of returning starters. So I think they could surprise some people and take the division. Yeah, their defense is legit yeah exactly all right let's move on to the heisman odds uh here's the top five favorites according to five dimes we got bryce love number one at plus 700 Tua close behind plus 750 jonathan taylor plus 850 and then a kind of a big drop to khalil tate plus 1300 and will greer plus 1400 i've got 30 more names guys so all bear right. with me here all right uh, no, my question for you guys is which player on the entire list presents the best value? Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Kelly Bryant here, and you're getting 50 to 1 odds for him. And I, Ooh. Yeah, that's he's a big long shot, surprisingly. That I, is, I, think, I like it. Yeah, I think he's going to be the starting quarterback for the whole season. Uh, I think he's getting underappreciated for how well he played last year, and he's going to play on arguably the best team in the nation. So I think he's going to put up even better numbers, and I think it's, you're just getting a good a good value there, fifty to one. I mean, come on. Well, Ryan, what's uh, I think you're kind of burying the lead there. What he's fifty to one. What about the the other Clemson quarterback? Uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think he's what twenty to one actually. Twenty to one. That's pretty crazy. He's not even the starting quarterback yet, but he's twenty to one to win the Heisman. It's the hair. The hair. It's the hair. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit just before before I uh, I give my pick. 
a few months ago, we we talked about the Heisman, and I told the listeners to bet Dwayne Haskins at thirty seven to one. He's now sixteen to one. Yeah, I was. I agreed with you there. Yeah. So, can you guys congratulate me or something? Oh, bravo, bravo! Oh, thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, a little golf clap for you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. But now I've got two more bets. Two more bets that I like. One of them, Kyler Murray at plus twenty three hundred. The running ability is a sure thing. And then even if he's just an above average passer, he could have a monster year with those receivers, that offensive line, very high on him. The other one I like is uh, is Nick Fitzgerald. You want to know why, Ryan? Uh, Fordham. Do you, yeah, Fordham. Do you know what <laughs> Joe Moorhead did with Fordham's quarterbacks, Ryan? Those guys were elite. Yeah. I'm so, sure they were. I didn't it, check on that, but I can imagine. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> But that's all. That's all I got. So, Michael, I'm I'm kind of liking what you were saying. Uh, there's two guys I'm kind of looking at. One is is Dwayne Haskins at you know just over sixteen to one. Oh, all right. I, oh, too bad you didn't get him at thirty seven to one. I I know, I know. Ohio State, <laughs> they're going to be in the mix for the playoff, and I think Haskins could could potentially be an upgrade over JT Barrett. So I re- and I really like their their offense. So uh, Dwayne Haskins, but more of a long shot play is someone you brought up earlier, Rodney Anderson of Oklahoma. So mm. Kyler Murray is going to lean on the ground game a little bit more than they did maybe with Baker. And Anderson could lead the charge. And Oklahoma, you know, they should honestly be in the playoff mix for most of the year as well. So that's a, a long shot play at 50 to 1. All right. I like it. Good picks, guys. So let's get to the playoff odds. Um, the favorite to win it all is, of course, Alabama at plus 205. But here's something that's pretty crazy. At least I think it's crazy. The odds imply that Alabama has a 73% chance to make it to the playoff. Wow. That's pretty high. <laughs> Basically a three out of four chance. Like that is insane. Not saying it's it's wrong necessarily. Just yeah. it's surprising to see. Uh, anyway, the next favorites to win the championship are Clemson plus 460, Georgia plus 775, and then Ohio State, who we talked about earlier at plus 800 actually before we start talking about your guys's playoff odds oh boy i bring up ohio state here we are monitoring our twitter feeds right now because like i said we're recording this kind of right after ohio state made this announcement uh guys what's the latest uh that we've heard i think we we all might have seen something on twitter a lot yeah they were <laughs> there was uh what brett, brett mcmurphy tweeted out that uh, well, a lot of people were tweeting it out as that what was it during the Big Ten media days? Urban Meyer. They said that he has been, uh, in many cases, he has become forgetful. He forgets some stuff of even some important events because of specific maybe medication that might cause some memory loss and issues. So he he forgot is what pretty much they were saying. Yeah. Okay. Make it you know just some excuses for for that. Yeah, it's been it's been a bloodbath, but uh, bloodbath. Easy for me to say on Twitter for <laughs> for Urban and Ohio State. Especially as more and more stuff comes out. Here's a tweet from Dan Wilkin. After McMurphy dropped the text messages, Brian Voltolini and Urban, quote, I guess he's quoting the report here, I'm guessing, quote, discussed at the time whether the media could get access to Coach Meyer's phone and specifically how to adjust the settings on Meyer's phone so that text messages older than one year would be deleted. And then when apparently when Urban Meyer turned his phone over to the investigators, it had no text messages that were older than one year. <laughs> it's just ooh, that's not looking good. Not looking good for Urban, but no. Hey, he uh, apparently was successful. 
and there's more things coming out about Zach Smith that you know aren't really making his character look look great, and that Urban Meyer clearly knew. So, just not a good all around look. It's it seems like it's gotten worse after the the report. Did we uh, talk about this the strip club thing with Zach Smith too? We did not. No. Okay. He Zach Smith uh, took some some recruits to uh, no, no 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 just Zach Smith. No, not recruits. He just Zach Smith went to a strip club and racked up like a six hundred dollar bill with another coach, and then Urban Meyer found out about it and just told him, "You don't do that again, or else you're fired." So, yeah, just another thing in the Zach Smith. Uh, but but if you get accused of domestic violence in a year, then yeah, maybe won't fire you. Yeah, because that was in 2014. That was before the the second 2015. Well, maybe he forgot about it though. Maybe he told. Zach Smith, like, if anything else happens, I'll fire you. But he forgot about it, right? It's a good point. But, yeah, not a, not a good look. <laughs> All right, we're getting very sarcastic here. But, you know, uh, we're still kind of digesting everything. So it's very raw. Um, anyway, sorry for that aside. Back to the playoff odds. Trey, what, uh, what's your top or maybe top one or two playoff bets that you like? So there's one that... Uh an outside team that has a chance to make the playoff, and, and that team to me is Notre Dame at 6-1. to one. Hmm. They return almost their entire defense to a unit that was already solid. Offensively, they return a lot of production as well. You know, one would think that Brandon Wimbush should improve in year two of, of Kelly's offense. And when you look at the, the future lines, the only games they're an underdog at this point is at the bookends of the season. Plus one and a half at home to Michigan to start the year, and then plus one at USC to end the year. So they're going to be in, they should be, you know, preseason wise, they should be in, in every game and look to have a successful campaign. And, and it's worth an outside shot at six to one. Okay. Uh, I was tempted to take a flyer on the team we all loved, Oregon, here to make it as a long shot, but I opted to go with, I'm going with Washington to make the playoff at plus 220. They got a top five defense, veteran quarterback, and Jake Browning. I think they've got a, a good chance to go undefeated in the Pac-12. And I mean, if they get a win week one against Auburn, then they don't need to go undefeated. They can probably afford a loss. But uh, yeah, it all kind of comes down to that Auburn game. And I like Washington there. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go with Clemson to to win to win it all at plus four sixty. Okay, um, I think they're going to be the best team in the nation. I've said before I like Kelly Bryant, um, and I, they have so much talent around it. You know, the defense should be the best in the country. I think, and then they have some explosive weapons on offense. I really, I think Travis Etienne is going to have a huge year. Um, so I think you're getting good odds there, plus four sixty. All right, guys, we are to pretty much the the last segment here of the off season. Wow, we made it. Been pretty a lot. crazy to say, but that means we got to make our playoff picks, all right? We got to go on the record about who we think is going to make the playoff. Ryan, you might have signaled you signaled your champion there, but yep. why don't you give me uh give me your four playoff teams? All right, should I go over who I, you know, the semifinal as well and the the championship game, who should be in it or just the four? Hey, I can't stop you from doing what you want to do, Ryan. All right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> are you my buddy okay <laughs> i'm not your i'm not your buddy <laughs> friend all right clemson uh, will be the number one overall team a number two seed will be wisconsin but the badgers all I right think they're gonna upset the ba- the buckeyes in the big Ten title game uh number three number three will be auburn yeah so that means i think they're beating alabama in the iron bowl um 
and they could even lose two games. They could lose to Washington in the regular season and Georgia and still make it to the playoff if they win the SEC. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. It was just like what happened last year. They just couldn't beat Georgia. Yeah, they would have uh, made, made it for sure. They were number two going into that game. Exactly. Um, and then the last spot for me was between Oklahoma and Washington. Uh, and I'm going to say Washington. I think both teams are looking at 11 and one seasons, but Washington has that first game against Auburn. And I think the committee will respect that win, win or lose. You know, that's just a, a, t- a tough game. So I think Oklahoma's schedule is going to cost them. I don't think they're going to play anybody that will finish the season inside the top 15. They just have a very soft schedule, no big games. So uh, those are my four. Um, and then the semifinal, um, I have Clemson versus Washington. Uh, and that's, I think Clemson will beat them and shut Washington down. So that Clemson in the championship against the winner of Auburn and Wisconsin. And I'm taking the Badgers. So I think it's going to be a Clemson-Wisconsin national title and Clemson wins it all. All right. Wow. That's going out on a limb there. I like it. I like it. That's no chalk there. I yes it is. I like the Badgers, man. Yeah, I I kind of went the other. I went. I hate doing it, but I went a little chalk. I've got <laughs> Alabama, of course, their favorable schedule. Clemson, I I see them, you know, only losing one game and getting there. My third team, Oklahoma. Looking at their schedule, it's really not unrealistic to think that they could play only one or two ranked teams at the time they play them. It, it's it's baffling mm-hmm. how and then number four i'm still sticking with ohio state um even with this urban meyer drama i like haskins in the offense bosa in the defense is nasty too so i really only see them losing one regular season game but winning the big 10 title and getting in the playoff so i have notre dame wisconsin and washington on the outside looking in and for the title alabama Dun 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 beats Clemson. Don't wanted to didn't want to pick this, but I just really like Alabama's schedule this year, and I think they they get it done again. All right, my playoff picks: number one, Alabama, just like you, Trey. Clemson, number two. Number three, I'm going Washington uh, for the reasons I've kind of already said why I like them. And number four, I'm going to preface this by saying I I always like to throw in you know one team that's a little bit of a surprise, an underdog that I believe in. Last year, you guys remember was florida oh mm-hmm. yeah that worked out well it, it worked out very well so i'm going back to the well again well i'm i'm, I'm not going back to the florida well i'm not picking that <laughs> but i'm picking michigan yeah defense is ridiculous offense i think is going to be dramatically imp- improved with uh at least a competent quarterback so i say they lose two games but the schedule is so ridiculous that i think even two losses would get them in and then in the championship, I'm taking Alabama over Clemson. And Trey, I mean, we both said last year we picked Alabama to win it all. We said it was boring, but it happened. So yeah, I'm, it, I'm just going to go with it again. They're they're going to be great. Just picking winners. All right. Just like Big Al hitting dingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, hey, no, I didn't put that together. We should call Alabama Big Al. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Big Al and winners. All right. Let's get to our questionable finish. First question, who is your man crush for the upcoming season? 
Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Malcolm Perry, quarterback for Navy. I just love watching that offense. He's the quarterback. He's going to have the ball in his hands most often. He's a playmaker. Uh, I just think he's going to be fun to watch, so he's my man crush. All right, I'm going Derek King, quarterback for Houston. Just because of his name. He's got a great name. And also, I actually am single-handedly responsible for correcting his sports reference page, which was in error earlier. So, yeah, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> and I think he's going to have a monster year in Kendall Brow's offense. So, Derek King. Yeah, and, and Major Applewhite needs him, too, in order to, to survive there. My man crush, uh, again, I'm going to take pie in the face if it doesn't work, but Justin Herbert. We're all high on him, and I hope he leads the, the Ducks to a big year. Not that I'm like a big Ducks fan, but just for <laughs> Herbert's case. Sounded like it. Next question. Give me your bold prediction for the 2018 season. Okay. Alabama is going to win every regular season game by double digits. Wow. Wow. Okay. That is bold. That is bold. That, I like that's it. That's very bold. I'm going a two-loss team will make the playoff this year. All right. I can see that. Uh, mine's going to be that Ed Oliver is going to make it to New York. That would be awesome. I'd like that. Yep. Last question. Give me your least bold prediction for the 2018 season. I'll get us started. I'll say that a quarterback with bad stats and a big arm will have his NFL draft stock dramatically overhyped, <laughs> frustrating just about every college football fan. Nick McShield. <clears throat> Clayton Thorson. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say, yes, you heard it here. Kansas and Illinois will finish last in their divisions. Bold. Ooh, that That's is, a bold prediction. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. I know. All right. Um, my least bold prediction is that fans of all 130 teams, although is it more than that now? I'm just going to say every team in FBS, fans of every FBS team will think the referees will cost them at least one game. Ooh, yeah. That's <laughs> that's not bold at all. Yeah. No, good job. Not bold. <laughs> all right. That does it for the podcast. And it is week zero, guys. We have football in a few days here. Yeah, it's exciting. Hawaii, Colorado State, Wyoming, New Mexico State. We will take it. We'll take what we can get. But before we, we close out the episode, before Sarah tells you about all of our social media, I want to remind you to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And if you're a new listener, go back and listen to all of our conference preview episodes we did for each division uh, of the Power Five. We did a podcast. And if you do nothing but listen to those, I think you'll be ready for the season. What do you guys think? Absolutely. Yeah, we covered a lot of topics, man. Covered every single team. Well, especially Kansas. <laughs> Take a listen to the Kansas breakdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not every team. There were some. We lower... covered every every Power Five team. Every Power Five team and a good chunk of Group of Five. Very true. Very true. Yeah. All right. So we will talk to you next week when we have our Week One preview episode. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.